welcome to Unleash Your Creative Magic. It's absolutely amazing to have you here. I'm your host, Helen Pfeiffer, a published writer of 17 crime novels, both traditionally and indie published. And I'm here to talk to you about the magic of writing, unleashing your creativity and how to set yourself free from being stuck inside the writer's closet. I'd like to share my journey with you from that initial idea for a book to where I am now and all the very messy stuff in between, the highs, the lows, and the fuck me, this is impossible moments. I hope that somewhere along the way, this podcast might be of some use to you. You might even find some inspiration lurking in here. So grab yourself a coffee and come and join me on the writer's couch as we dive right into living your best creative life. Hello, and welcome to episode two of Unleash Your Creative Magic. If you listened to episode one and came back for more, then I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Has anyone told you how amazing you are today? If you've stumbled on this by accident, then hopefully it will be of some use to you. As I taught you through my writing journey from that initial idea for a story to becoming a published writer. Today, I want to talk about actually getting started with that idea you've had milling around inside your head. You know, the one that feels as if it's been there forever, waiting for you to do something about it. It might even have come out of the blue like-minded. Either way, it doesn't matter, as long as you do have something there that you want to work with. So I'm going to talk to you about all the stuff that happens before you actually start your first draft. The plots and ideas, because if you don't have an idea that excites you enough to find the time to sit down and write, then you're really going to struggle to write anything. You see, writing is my jam, and my passion and I love this stuff. It's what gets my creative juices flowing and the excitement building, and this initial part of the process is my absolute favourite, because quite literally anything goes, and the sky is the limit. At this stage, the possibilities are endless. You haven't actually committed to anything, and this is where you'll find the magic flowing. I like to think of it as a cloud of invisible ideas floating around in the air around me, and I get to pluck one of those and claim it as my own. This is what's known as the getting your shit together stage. Or, if you want to put it a bit nicer, you could call it the pre-writing stage. But going back to episode one and my terrible story moon cycle, I had no idea what it was going to be about, apart from something scary happened under the full moon, where my main character was cycling by the beach. That was it. I didn't give it any extra thought, I just sat at the computer and typed up two pages of rubbish. Now, if someone gave me the same two lines about a character out for a bike ride under the light of the full moon and something bad was to happen. I reckon, with a bit of time thinking about it, I could actually turn that into a story. But that's because I know now that the act of sitting at my desk and call it whatever you like, plotting or brainstorming, but the actual act of opening a notebook or a Word document and thinking about what could happen to this character would open up a whole world of words that would either come flowing out of my fingertips as I typed or as I scribbled in my notebook. By the way, when I'm plotting a new story, I love to write my notes by hand. I don't know what it is, but it really is like magic. There's some unforeseen force of creativity that seems to open up a part of my brain that fills the page with ideas. And quite often, I don't have a clue where they're coming from. A lovely friend once asked me, but where do the words come from? And I said, truthfully, I honestly don't know. I couldn't give them an answer because they just appear on the paper. And often it feels as if someone else was is writing them and in control. But the reality is, and as Mr Oscar Wilde put it so succinctly, 
You can't use up your creativity. The more you use, the more you have. And this is true. I can tell you that once you actually start brainstorming the writing project you've been thinking about, or take a current one out of the drawer where it's been hiding, along will come a flurry of new ideas for a completely different story. These new ideas will dance around inside your mind, tempting you to stray from the blank page you might be staring at, seductively whispering, come with me on this wondrous journey. When this happens, my tip to you is to write down that amazing fresh idea somewhere safe. Save it and then crack on with your current project. If you don't and you are tempted to stray, then you'll end up with a drawer full of half-written stories. It takes a lot of willpower to stay with the same one, but trust me, if you do, the end result will be so worth it. Occasionally, you might have to throw in the towel on a project you're working on because it's just not flowing. It doesn't sound right and the characters aren't working. So follow a fresh idea. And if this does happen occasionally, then don't throw your work away or hit the delete button. Save it and maybe in a few months or even years, you can come back to it and reuse it. Nothing is ever wasted. It can always be recycled. At the beginning, though, this is where you need to be committed and try to focus on one project at a time. For now, anyway, whilst you're at this magical stage of your current masterpiece, that way you won't get overwhelmed and think, fuck it, this is too hard, like I did a fair few times over the years. Ah, you might say, it's all right for her. She's had a few years' experience. You would hope she knows what the hell she's doing by now. And I do agree with you to a certain extent. Yes, I I do have experience, but by God, I worked so hard trying to figure it all out when I really didn't have a clue what to do. But going back to the beginning when the inspiration struck me for the ghost house, I mean, it literally came out of nowhere when I was least expecting it. I hadn't even thought about plotting a new book, apart from telling myself that I could probably write a better story than the last one I'd read, which was pretty awful. And then when I sat down to write, before I forgot everything... The words flawed. They didn't make perfect sense. In fact, they were a jumbled mess and there weren't any literary sentences in there. They were more like bullet points. But I managed to get the outline for that story down on paper without even realising what I was doing. And this, my friend, is what the utterly fabulous Elizabeth Gilbert calls big magic. It's creativity doing what it does best. And if you haven't read the book, then you definitely should. It's brilliant and one of my all-time favourites. I've read it and listened to it on audio a couple of times now. I'll add the link in the show notes for you to take a look at it. When the inspiration strikes for an idea, then make sure you take note of it, even if it's in the ungodly hours of the night. Use your phone to type out a note. Always have a notebook and pen by your bed or in the car or in your bag. Honestly, it's a legit excuse to buy lots of lovely notebooks and pens. Not that we writerly types need an excuse to buy stationery. I think it's ingrained in a writer's genes, this love of all things that can be used to create. I found myself waking up in the night after the most amazing dreams and sometimes the most terrifying of nightmares, thinking that this would make a really good story. Then I've rolled over and gone back to sleep. When I woke up, could I remember it? Absolutely not. I remember snippets, but not the whole glorious technical thing, unless it involves Idris Elba. And then there's a whole different matter. And actually, I did have a dream about him last night. And let's just say, I really, really didn't want it to end. But when I wake up after a particularly vivid dream, I try and write it down in case it's relevant to my current story. 
Oh, we'll make a good one in the future. Who knows? And I'm not saying that this is the norm, but it just shows you that inspiration really can strike when you're least expecting it. There's been a few times over the years when I've been really stuck on a particular part of the book I've been writing and gone to bed only to dream the next part. Praise the Lord for these weird dreams. They've helped me out of a sticky, I haven't got a bloody clue what to do next situation a few times over the years. But I'm not always so fortunate as to dream my way out of a blinding crisis of plot issues. Could you imagine if it really was that easy? Life would be a breeze and we'd all be writing best-selling books without any problems whatsoever. So what if you're stuck for inspiration and you're not sure how to get an idea that will light a fire inside of you? Well, I found ideas from watching entries on the TV, Netflix and YouTube. They have a wealth of documentaries about anything and everything. Sometimes I'll read the paper and an article and it will set me thinking, I wonder what would happen if that had taken place now. Once you start paying attention to the world around you, you'll find ideas come to you. I can guarantee when I reach that awful middle sticky part of the book, inspiration will strike with the idea for the next book. And I want to do nothing more than to start researching that topic. It's so hard to ignore it and not give in. But if this happens to you, then you're going to have to. I'm afraid you're just going to have to keep stacking them up. And before you know it, you're going to have ideas for one, two, three books, essays, poems, whatever it is you want to write. I've overheard conversations between people that have got the cogs in my brain ticking over. There really is a wealth of inspiration out there. So now you have an idea and it's so hot, it's burning the back of your brain. You're that excited to start writing it. How do you start? Well, I'm afraid there's no other way to do it than to actually sit yourself down and start writing. If you'd rather write it out longhand, then that's fine. I know that the fabulous worldwide best-selling crime writer Angela Marsons does indeed write out her first draft longhand. And I would love to do that. But I'm always, always having to steal time here, there and everywhere to get my books finished in time to meet my deadlines, which have me sweating blood guts and lots of fucking tears because they are always so tight. My life really is hectic beyond belief. It's not quite as crazy as when I first started writing seriously, but it can be pretty awful. When I started, I worked full time shifts as a police community support officer a job that I only applied for to help make my writing as realistic as possible. And yes, this was a very extreme level of research that went a little too far. I saw the advert in the paper one tea time when I'd got home after a day of cleaning other people's toilets and I thought, you know, that would be perfect for my books. I could do that. So I applied and let me tell you, I never imagined I'd actually pass all the tests and interviews to get that job. It took six flipping months to go through the whole process. And I never told a soul that I'd applied for that either. Because, well, you know, there was no way I was going to get that job. So what was the point? Let me tell you, that was a proper, oh shit, what have I done moment in my life when I was offered it. And there have been quite a few of those over the past 10 years. I'll tell you how it was for me back then. I was working full time and I had five teenagers. I have a severely disabled son who needs 24-hour care, which we provide, and he never sleeps more than two hours through the night. We had two horses and a dog that needed walking. It was unbelievable how I managed to squeeze the time into right, but somehow I did, because I was excited to know what was going to happen next to Annie Graham, and writing about her story really did set my soul on fire. 
They say that if you want something doing, then ask a busy person. And I suppose it's all a matter of prioritising the time you have. People would say to me, how do you fit it all in? And I'd honestly say, I don't know. (laughs) I don't think about it. I have no choice, but I just get on with it. And I took the saying, keep calm and carry on as my personal mantra whenever the shit would hit the fan, which it quite often did. I used to get up really early. Well, I still do, actually, um, but not through choice because Jamie, bless his socks, would wake me up at the most ungodly hours. And I realised that instead of feeling sorry for myself for being sleep deprived, I could turn this into an advantage. And I would use that time to sit down and write relatively undisturbed while the rest of the house slept on, except for Jamie, who was happy watching a film in bed. I love that first cup of coffee in the morning to get my brain fired up. I love it when I can sit at my computer and not worry about being disturbed. I also find that I do my best writing when I'm up at the crack of dawn. Now, I'm not saying that you have to do this in order to get that book written. Definitely not. But what I'm saying is this is what worked for me. So you need to find what's going to work for you. It might be getting the kids to school and stealing a couple of hours, or once they're in bed. You may live on your own and work full time. Are you a morning, an afternoon or a night person? When do you feel most alive? If you stay up until the early hours watching episode after episode of a Netflix series, then it's likely you could turn the television off and use that time to write instead, or limit yourself to one or two episodes. I made a choice very early on in life, and it was read books or watch the TV. The books won every single time, and now I still don't watch much television and use that time to write instead. When I do watch the television, I'm a sucker for ghost adventures, or anything that includes wandering round a haunted, abandoned building in the middle of the night. I also loved The Haunting of Hill House and Stranger Things on Netflix, but it doesn't bother me if I don't watch them. I use these programmes as a bit of a carrot on a stick and tell myself, when I finish my current project, then I can have a TV binge, or catch up on a few of the books on my humongous to be read pile. So enough of my rambling, let's have a quick recap. It's time to stop thinking and dreaming about it and take positive action. You don't need anyone's permission to live a creative life. And if you need a cheerleader to spur you on, then I'm here. Waving my pom-poms at you. I can't jump up and down at the moment because my knees are totally knackered. We're working from home and being sat at a desk even longer than I love to. But please, please know that I'm here. And so are your future readers who are waiting patiently to tell you something that will change your life and make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. I can absolutely guarantee this, that if you have the courage to sit down and start writing, then one day you will be someone's favourite author. Can you imagine that? It is totally mind-blowing, or at least it totally blew my mind. When I got my very first message from a complete stranger, someone I didn't know that wasn't just being kind and humouring me had bought the book I'd wrote and loved it so much that they felt compelled to get in touch to tell me. It is such a gratifying, humbling experience and it makes all the hard work, early mornings, late nights, hair pulling and crying into your pillow moments so worthwhile. So, this week's homework, if you want to call it that, is for you to find a time slot in your calendar to actually write it down in your diary, even if it's only 30 minutes once or twice a week. But by blocking out some time for yourself to write, you are making a commitment. Then use that time to sit and brainstorm. Write down all those ideas and just let it all flow. Open up the floodgates and let your imagination run wild. It's so fun and so flipping liberating, not to mention exciting. 
you are on the beginning of a fabulous journey that will take you places you have never imagined. If you'd like to check out my credentials to see if I know what I'm talking about, then head over to my Amazon page. And if you'd like to join a community of like-minded creatives, then head over to the Unleash Your Creative Magic Facebook group. I'll paste the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I honestly can't wait to speak to you in the next episode where I'll dive into the process of how I wrote my first book. Until next time, take care.